0: Thank you Jesus a raging tempest, Yes Lord, holy you can steal My soul, my soul is thirsty, Thank you Lord, Jesus to know you as I know. Father we thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for a blessed, a blessed day Lord, to come into your presence. This is the day that you have made. Lord, you will cause us to rejoice in today And so Lord, we thank you Thank you for the gift of life this morning Thank you for the privilege of coming into your presence Thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that energizes us this morning Thank you for the blood of Jesus For the name of Jesus by which we come And by which we stand this morning Father, we say thank you We give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord, because you are Jehovah, El Shaddai, El Gibor, Mighty God. We worship you this morning, Jehovah. We worship you this morning, Yahweh, and declare that no one else is worthy of praise. In the precious name of Jesus, you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. Lord, every creature, everything created, Lord, bows before you. And we bow and worship you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. As we spend this time again in your presence this morning, reading your word, understanding it, we ask this morning, Lord, speak to us. Lord, cause your name to be glorified in our lives. Help us to understand understand the Bible. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe. We continue reading the book of 1 John. Yesterday, we took the introduction and then chapter 1. Today, I'm tempted, okay? So initially I planned we would take we'd take two chapters, okay? So first John chapter 2 and 3 today and then and then 4 and 5 tomorrow. But I'm tempted that we should take only chapter 2. Okay, just take one chapter every day. Okay, so that we'll finish this in the next 4 days instead of instead of 2. Okay? And you will see the reason why I don't want us to to rush. Remember, uh, in my introduction, I said um, the main heresy that John was addressing or writing to the believers about, okay, the main error that has crept into, into the body was Gnosticism, okay? Um, you might want to just Google this one and read up on on, um, how this particular area, it can look so much like the truth. Okay? I was having a talk with someone like, uh, like, um, um, about, you know, uh, yesterday and the truth is, if I explained, if it is being explained, you would think it is the truth, okay? Until the outcomes, okay, begin, um, uh, to, um, Stare you in the face, okay? So, that's what John continues to address in, in chapter two, and some of the things that we we'll read here: Jesus is our advocate, um, living for God, the new commandment that we have, the believer does not live in sin. You know, um, everything there counters you know the error taught in Gnosticism. God does not want us to sin so to say that okay because the flesh is evil um the spirit you know is is divine and and cannot be corrupted by the flesh then the flesh should just live however it lives, okay um and the spirit uh, will always be enlightened to to assume that is to walk in error okay so um john is going to address that please get your bibles let's read first john chapter 2 this morning so when the last time when we did this when we read through together with this what i would have done would so i read it through and then we began to explain so now we read maybe a verse and then explain i think that's that's much more better says my dear children i am writing this to you so that you will not sin okay so that you will not sin. God does not want us to commit sin. I am writing this to you so that you do, you so that you will not you will not sin. Remember that in Christ our nature changed. Okay? Our nature as human, the human nature will want to sin. But he says I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, in other words, it is not a practice. It is not what is normal anymore. That is what happens to us in Christ. The Bible says, Paul telling us in the book of Galatians, the flesh laws against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, the flesh, okay, the sinful nature always connives with with our nature okay uh to want to encourage us to sin but the holy spirit is different who motivates us to to live godly life okay so let's say okay for whatever reason uh you do you do sin this says, but if anyone does sin we have an advocate who pleads our case before the father he is jesus christ the one who is truly Righteous. So many believers take this, you know, take this for granted. We have an advocate, he is Jesus. And I remember I, I I mentioned this and I said, look, um, just imagine going to court, you know, and you are a trial lawyer. Um, you're trying to, you know, to 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 put someone in jail and then you meet the the defense lawyer you shake hands outside and everything you know you know him very well okay you know him very well just like the demons they knew jesus <laughs> so you know you know him very well and then by the time you guys walk into into the courtroom you then realize that uh, his father eh? the defense <laughs> the defense lawyer his father is the judge and you know that there is, a, there, there is a written agreement between them. Or you can check eh, by, by design and everything that has ever happened. Every, all the cases that has happened between this son and his father, that he never loses a case. If you were the trial lawyer, what would you do? I'm sure you will walk out of that courtroom, Right. Uh-huh. or you would just uh you will call for you will ask for something else you won't be looking to try that that case anymore because you know the case is lost it's the same thing with us eh? jesus is our advocate the father stands as the judge and jesus will never lose a case <laughs> he would never lose a case he is the one who is truly righteous so as believers, when we understand this, we are much, much, much bolder. He says, he himself is the sacrifice that atones. To atone for is to pay for. Okay? To pay for. Um, it's like walking into a shop and and pay paying for something. When you pay for that thing, okay? There is an exchange. There is an exchange. And... The minute the storekeeper collects your money, then the goods are yours. Jesus paid, atoned for, paid for. He says, atoned for our sins. And so um he collected righteousness for us. That was what he paid for. He gave us righteousness. And so righteousness is ours now in Christ. He himself is a sin, is a sacrifice that atones for our sins and not only our sins but the sins of all the world. Yes, Jesus paid the price for the sin of the whole world for everyone, okay? In the world, Jesus already paid paid for. Sadly, many will not accept accept this gift. Many will not will not will not might not even hear about about it and that's why it's our duty to preach the gospel. Many might not even hear about it, but Jesus' sacrifice on that cross, of that cross in Calvary, atoned for and paid for the price of sins. Verse 3, and we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. We can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. Okay, so you know what the Word of God says. How can you be preaching that just live your life however you like? And so everything however you are living is contrary to the Word of God, contrary to you know, to the Gospel, for example. All the words Jesus shared, you know, contrary to all of it, uh, I don't no. It's telling you that something is wrong here. And John says that, look, this is how we can be sure that we know Christ when we obey his commandments. Jesus himself told his disciples, "This is how okay people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another." But he then told them that if you love me, obey my commandments. You see that? This is how people will know that you are my you are my disciples if you love one another. And then he told them that, but if you want to prove that you love me, you want to show that you love me, obey my commandments. He says, if anyone, if someone claims, I know God, hmm? but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. Okay, now, very important. Let's read that again. If someone claims that I know God, but doesn't obey god's commandments that person is a liar and is living and is not living in the truth now the concepts that john continues to describe is the context of living living in the truth consistently habitually living in the truth and then living in sin two different concepts okay so but you see here that look when we don't obey God, God's commandments, because as children of God, you'll see that God's word would always come to your heart. It is when we consistently do that, we do not obey his commandments. says something is wrong. This person is living, it's like living two different, like being, like being a double agent. Yes, if I want to use that word, you are living two different lives. He says, but those who obey God's word, God's word truly show how completely they love him. Mm? We show we love God when we obey his commandments. We know his commandments. There is only every, all of the commandments is wrapped up into, into just two: love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. The second one is like exactly like it. Love your neighbor as yourself leave every other every other thing whatever it is does it show love for god does it show love for people that's all okay but those who obey god god's word truly show how completely they love him that is how we know we are living in him since those who say they live in god those who say they live in god should live their lives as jesus did okay so if you did not understand it, you have an example, you have a template. And so, my first degree is in mathematics. The beautiful thing about mathematics is that when you pay attention to the examples, you have a relatively good idea on how to solve the problem. Okay? So, you don't understand how to love God. You don't understand what it means to obey, the, you know, to obey God's commandments. Look at Jesus. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Simple. Jesus obeyed the Father. Jesus submitted his will to the Father. To the Father's will. Ah, Jesus said, not my will be done, but your will be done. Jesus will say many times. He said, whatever I see the Father doing... That is exactly what I do. Hallelujah. Now, let's read about this new commandment. It says, dear friend, I am not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it is an old one you have had from the very beginning. Hmm? This old commandment to love one another. Okay? That is the command that God is expecting for me and you. In fact, when you stand before God on that day, All that you will be asked about. Remember I said, for those who are, for you to enter in the first place, to see the kingdom of God, okay? It's Christ. That's the advocate. But after you are in the kingdom, God is going to ask you about love. Hmm? This is the old commandment. Jesus said, if you love me, it will be my commandment. This is the old commandment, to love one another. Eh? is the same message you had before yet it is also new jesus lived the truth of his jesus lived the truth of his commandments and you also are living it did you see that jesus is our example he showed us how to live these commandments how did he show us by dying for us not only that jesus washed the feet of his disciples when he was washing it that 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 evening you know they he told them that they didn't understand what he was doing but he told them that if i your master can wash your feet you guys ought to do it for one another love one another hmm? so it is an old commandment but it's also new to love one another that is our duty as christians Okay, So whatever your action is, always ask yourself, is it love for my brother? Is it love for God? This is the same message you had before, yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment and you are also living it. For the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. If anyone claims I am living in the light but it's a fellow believer, that person is still living in the darkness. Remember, the concept is always ...living, continuous, continuous tense, okay? You can't claim to be in the light and, you know, perpetually hate a Christian brother. No, you are living in the darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not... And it says ...is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble, okay? Because for a lot of people, you look at their lives and it is causing other believers to stumble... But anyone who loves his fellow brother is living in the light. Verse 11. But anyone who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking. Did you see that? Both of them, continuous tense, living and walking in in darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go. uh, Haven't been blinded by darkness. AIDS, anger, malice, all these things we throw at people, they blind us unforgiveness. They blind you from sin. And it is, so, yeah, it is living it. It is walking it, you know, daily that John is talking about. It shouldn't be. Okay? So, are your angers do flare up. Okay? Um People disagree, and that's fine. Okay? But we love one another, and we are able to, re- we should be able to reconcile. Verse 12, I'm writing to you. Who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus? Hey hey, my sins are not going to be forgiven, they have been forgiven. That is why I say again and again when the believer appears before before God on that judgment day, the verdict is determined. Eh? So why why bother as the as a trial lawyer? Okay, you know already. That you know the judges, you know what is going to come up, you just had pa, 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 you know, and then he stands up and gives his judgment. the judgment is determined already, it is discharged and acquitted. I am writing to you as you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven, the devil is devil is bringing this he did this he did this, his sins have been forgiven, since I am writing to you, who are mature in the in the, in faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning i'm writing to you uh, to you who are young in the faith because <clears throat> you have won your battle with the evil one okay he's telling us our our times okay as we we grow as children of god when we first you know come into Christ young in the faith he says, because you have won the battle, okay? Uh, yes, thank God, we have won the battle in Christ. But as we grow in our faith, He said, I'm writing to you who are mature in your faith because you know Him. So as we come to Christ, uh, our journey is to know Him, okay? Is to know Christ, the one who existed from, from the beginning. Verse 14, I'm writing to you who are God's children, because you know the Father, eh? You know the Father. Some of us will say, "I don't know the Father." You know the Father. Do you know Jesus? If you know Jesus, you know the Father. Eh-hah. So, if you walked into that courtroom, um, you you will claim that you don't have an agreement with the judge, but you do, because the Son already has an agreement with the Father. So, you already have an agreement with the Father with the trial judge. That you will not, you will not, um, you will not be uh, condemned. Yes, it's determined. So you know the Father. I have written to you who are God's children because you know the Father. I have written to you who are mature in faith because you know Christ, who existed from the beginning. I have written to you who are young in the faith because because you are strong. Yes, as newborn babies, as we become big, born again. Peter told us that we should desire the sincere make of the gospel and begin to to, to, to to get the knowledge of the Word of God, begin to feed on the knowledge of the Word of God. Uh, the writer of Hebrews told us that, look, strong mate belongs to those who by reason of use have exercised themselves, you know, to be able to discern between good and evil be, as we desire the make of the gospel. We begin to, 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 to feed on it, chew on it over time. And as we do that, we are able to, to discern between good and evil. Yes, John is describing us as strong. I've written to you who are young in the faith because you are strong. God's word lives in your heart and you have won your battle with the evil one i pray for you you will win every battle in the name of jesus now look at some of john's advices here okay countering gnosticism that says you can live anyhow you like eh? because your spirit cannot be corrupted do not love this world nor the things it offers you no do not love the world. the world has you know three major things to offer you it will it will tell us shortly But do not love the word and the things it offers you. For when you love the word, you do not have the love of the Father in you. It's as simple as that. You cannot love both. Jesus says you cannot love God and mammon. You cannot love the word, live for the word, you know, um, the word literally finding expression through your life and then still love the, say you love the Father. It doesn't go, you can't go right and left. At the same time you have to choose, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. That's the first thing that the world offers a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see eh? the lust of the flesh, the lust of the high, and then, of course, the pride of life. So that's what it's telling us a craving for, for physical things that's the lust of the flesh, a craving. For everything we see, the lust of the high, he says, and pride in our achievements and possession—that's the pride of life. That's all the world has to offer us. You can't want all. You can't want that, and follow the Father. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. Is what the world is offering. So it's like two people so I've seen people do this before where you see the father is standing on this side the mother is standing on this side and then the child is in the middle and then both of them are calling the child come 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 and the child eventually runs towards one of them it's like that the word and the father standing on opposite direction you can't go in both direction at the same time what the word is offering you eh? is this strain is this strain a craving for physical pleasure a craving for everything we see, and the pride in our achievement and possession. Okay, if that is what you want, if that is how you know what you are seeing in your life, it is the word that you are following. Especially so when you are seeing all these three things in your life, it tells you who you are following. You are not following the father. It says these are not from the father, but we are from uh we are. He says these are not from the father but are from from this world and this world is fading away along with everything that people crave but anyone who does what pleases god will live will live forever now john warns about the antichrist dear children the last hour is here you have heard that the antichrist is coming <clears throat> and already many such antichrists have appeared I'm telling you, there have been many uh, Antichrist Epiphanes. Well, was one of them. There have been many Antichrists that have come. People who, who claimed that they were filling that role. That if you looked at them, they almost you know, fitted the role of the man of sin that the Bible talks about in the book of Thessalonians. Okay? But he said, look, the Antichrist is coming. Okay? And already many such Antichrists. But there is one that is called the Antichrist. It will eventually come. Many such antichrists have appeared. For this we know that the last hour has come. Uh, From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Others, otherwise they would have stayed with us when they left. It proved that they did not belong with us. But you are not like that. For the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all of you, you know the truth. Yes, we are different. We are not like that, okay? We are not part of the Antichrist, so that we are even countering the very message that God has sent us to live for. He says, you are not like that. For the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I'm writing to you, not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between the truth, between truth and lies. I hope you you know the difference between truth and lies, but you will when you pay attention to the word of God. He says, and who is a liar? Listen, anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ, the person is a liar. Yes jesus is the christ see if you take the message of gnosticism that the divine cannot the flesh is corrupted okay so the divine cannot indwell the flesh then christ could not have been born in his divine nature okay then christ could not have could not have lived on this earth okay very very dangerous teaching So, anyone who says, okay, anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ, if he was not the Christ, he could not have died for our sins. So, if you accept that, because you will hear some people, eh, we we believe in Jesus now, but uh, he's just a prophet. No, uh, Jesus is not just a prophet. Jesus is the anointed. Christ means the anointed one. And it is on that basis that he qualified to have died for our sins. So you knock out one, you have knocked out the other. You accept that one, you have you already accept the outcome at the end. Anyone who denies the father and the son is an antichrist. Eh? An antichrist is different from the antichrist, okay? And there have been many antichrists. There is an antichrist. Anyone who denies the son doesn't have the father either. But anyone who acknowledges the son has the father, okay? So all you, oh, you just have to pay attention to. It. If they acknowledge Jesus as the Christ, eh, They acknowledge the Father. And if they reject Jesus as the Christ, they reject. They are also rejecting the Father. Twenty-four. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in in, in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life He promised us. Hallelujah. I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you. They want to lead you astray. That's all they are looking for. But you have received the Holy Spirit and He lives within you. And you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Okay? The Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Leads us in the way that we should go as Christians. Very important. Lastly, living as children of God. And now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ. So that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Very important. Because we are living for Christ. Because we remain in fellowship with him. When Jesus returns, we will not shrink back from him. Remember I shared once that look, when you see people who know Christ and they are about to depart from this world. Because that is their own meeting with Christ eh? <laughs> you see that there is this joy there is this there is no fear in them some of them even just sleep and they, they they go from there peacefully you look at them on the bed it's as if they are just sleeping yes it is because they have remained in fellowship with Christ what eh? you see and it says when that happens it, they will be full of courage well you when you meet people who don't know Christ when they are about to leave this world there is this fear. Because they know that it's they are uncertain about what is going to happen. Okay. They, they are fearful. He says you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Says, since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know that all who do what is right are God's children. Okay. If Christ is righteous, is the one animating you, okay? You too, you will be doing righteous things. Okay, and of course, that proves that we are children of God. Hallelujah. All right, so I don't know about you, but I was blessed by that. This morning, I want us to, to note that part what the word is offering. Yes, that's what I want us to pray about this morning and then ask God to help us. Remember, those who the very final script, scripture, since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know that all oh, who do what is right. Our children are God's children. Lord, I am your child. and Animate me to do what is right. Yes, that's going to be your prayer. Will you lift up your voice and begin to pray this morning? Animate me to do what is right. In the name of Jesus. Father, help me this morning to live as a Christian. To live rightly as a Christian. Father, everything the world is offering... Craving For the things of the world The pride of life Father, Lord, I reject them this morning Will you say that prayer for yourself? In the mighty name of Jesus Pride in our achievements Craving for everything we see Lord, craving for physical pleasure Lord, I reject them this morning And Lord, I declare that I choose to follow you In the mighty name of Jesus Father, we say thank you Lord, I declare a blessing over your people. I declare that in blessing, they are blessed. In multiplying, they will multiply. I declare today that you will succeed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.